BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Fox 2 presents Hancock and Kelly. And good Sunday morning to you. Welcome to Hancock and Kelly on Fox 2, where we take on the top issues of the week. On the right is John Hancock. Welcome to Hancock and Kelly's out of town again. <laughs> well, there's a clue as to who's on the left this morning. In for Michael Kelly, Jack Coder. Great to be here. Thanks for having Thanks me. Thanks for coming in, Jack. I'm Andy Banker. On the agenda this morning, the killer of a little girl in St. Louis County was supposed to be put to death this week. He got a reprieve. Now the execution is back on again. Is Missouri's Republican Secretary of State now seeking to sabotage efforts to allow voters to decide the issue of abortion rights? President Biden and the Justice Department take aim at a new floating border wall in Texas. We may not be able to get to that one because we've got something added about Donald Trump again. And our quote of the week, members of Congress are told about the recovery of non-human biologics during a hearing on UFOs. Also, as I mentioned, more new federal charges against former President Trump. How much is too much when it comes to his legal troubles now? We begin with new pain emerging from a notorious 21-year-old murder case in St. Louis. A judge stayed the execution of Johnny Johnson until at least next month. Johnson beat six-year-old Casey Williamson to death. Well, now a panel of appeals court judges has lifted the stay. The execution is back on for Tuesday. The agony for the little girl's family never quits. My father and my brother were the ones to identify Casey's body when it happened. And following that, my brother had a complete mental breakdown. And my father drank himself to death. It was more than either one of them could process seeing Casey's little body in the, in the way he left it. There's no question Johnson was the man who did it. He's now 45 years old and is now again scheduled to die by lethal injection in Bonterre. He lured Casey from her home and killed her at an abandoned glass factory along the bank of the Merrimack River. The entire St. Louis area was united then in hoping, wishing, and praying for Casey's safe return during a frantic search. Johnson's attorneys say he's been diagnosed with schizophrenia and they are pushing for a sentence of life in prison. Democrat members of Congress, Cory Bush of St. Louis, Emanuel Cleaver of Kansas City, are calling on Republican Governor Mike Parson to grant clemency for Johnson now. John, again, there's zero doubt about his guilt. Should Missouri execute him if there are still questions about his mental competence? Well, we have the death penalty in this state. And if anybody deserves a death penalty, it's the murderer of a six-year-old girl. Uh, he's clearly guilty. You know, the only hesitation I've ever had about the death penalty is that you would be, it would be tragic if you put somebody to death who was actually innocent. Well, that's not even an issue here. Right. Uh, I think it's a punishment that fits the crime. And I'm sorry it's taken 20, 21 years, honestly. Uh, somebody that is capable of doing that is, they've earned a death sentence. What should carry more weight here, Jack? The victim's mental competence 
or the cries for justice from this little girl's family? Well, I mean, this this has been adjudicated. You know, courts have looked at this and decided that um, that Mr. Johnson needs to be put to death. Now, I think it gets to the broader issue of is the death penalty appropriate ever? Is it a deterrent? It's clearly not a deterrent. People still commit heinous acts. And what happens in death penalty cases is the litigation drags on for decades, as it has in this case. And ultimately, that's delaying justice for these families. Would we all be better off, would the family of Casey be better off if this Mr. Johnson was just rotting in a cell for the rest of his life and we knew that was the outcome 20 years ago and we weren't relitigating this 20 years down the road? I mean, I think that's the big question. Does the death penalty actually work? It takes so long, it's costly, and ultimately it delays justice for families. Would there be a way to button this all up so you didn't have this, you know, in the last week? You know, once the execution date is set, you already know no more legal appeals, no more anything. Everything's been exhausted. Then set the the Yeah, I mean, you know, so families don't have to go through this. Right. On his side or if the society, side. If society is going to have a death penalty, and I think it's an appropriate and just punishment in certain cases, this is a good example of that. But if society is going to have a death penalty, then I think society has an obligation to ensure and make sure that we've got the actual perpetrator of the heinous act. That's happened in this case, and, uh, you know, the guy's, you know, he's... He needs to do his punishment. Yeah, and, and he's exhausted his appeals. I believe it's at the end of the road. I don't, I'm not aware that the Supreme Court is willing to entertain this. So, yeah, it looks like this is moving forward on Tuesday. It seems very unlikely that the governor would step in and grant clemency. No, no not this governor. Congresswoman Bush also wants to end solitary confinement for those in prison, no matter their crimes. She calls solitary confinement a form of torture, disproportionately applied to people of color and the LGBTQ community. She joined 13 other members of Congress signing on to a bill to end the practice in all federal prisons and create incentives for states and cities to do the same. Jack, is this, should it be, a priority in Congress? No, it shouldn't be a priority in Congress. You know, addressing gun violence should be a priority of Congress, not worrying about solitary confinement for inmates. And I think it's really rich that uh, Congresswoman Bush is taking this up as the cause. She was a leader of the Close the Workhouse movement in St. Louis, which has led to severe overcrowded crowding in horrible conditions in our own city jails. She's helped contribute to that problem, yet she's worried about federal inmates. John. How does LGB, whatever it is, get find itself into every issue now? I mean, it, it really, really, Cory Bush? We're, we're spe singling out LGBT people and putting them in solitary confinement? I don't think that's the case. Uh, look, it's an appropriate form of punishment. And, you know, there are violent inmates in there that are doing harm to other people and killing people in the prisons themselves. Those people merit solitary confinement. And Cori Bush, for whatever reason, you know, everything's pro-criminal with Cori Bush. Uh, not, that's, not how I, that's not how I roll, Andy. Boeing is proposing a major expansion in St. Louis, but wants big tax breaks from St. Louis County before moving forward. The St. Louis County Council is not ready to rubber stamp the deal, which promises $2 billion in investment and 500 new jobs for the St. Louis region. Boeing is seeking 50% tax breaks, property tax breaks, over 10 years. The council recently rejected a property tax freeze for seniors. John, isn't it hypocritical to say no to seniors, but yes to Boeing, and should the council do it anyway? No, it's not hypocritical. Two different issues. It's the same topic, but two very different issues. This is an economic development issue. Boeing is the largest uh, employer in St. Louis County. Uh, it's a very, very important part of this 
regional economy, which, by the way, if you've not noticed, is not doing so great. And uh, I think this is an appropriate use of uh, economic incentives for a company. They're bringing these jobs here. Uh, I can't, you find me another company that's bringing this many jobs to St. Louis. I can't think of one. Jack, if you're a senior on fixed income, maybe you think, yeah, this is hypocritical. Well, I, I mean, it, it, it's, it's kind of apples and oranges. I mean, what, what, what's being offered to Boeing is a very standard economic tool that's used in this region for someone who's going to create jobs. The legislature's attempt to give tax breaks to seniors and, their, and keep them in their homes, while laudable, I think is lacking in details. And St. Louis County's proposed ordinance was really lacking in details. I mean, you could find yourself in a scenario where a senior with a multi-million dollar home in Ladue is getting a tax break as a result of that legislation. So I think it's not a terrible idea, but it needs more work. There needs to be parameters around who's eligible for those, um, for those tax freezes for seniors. And do what you got to do for Boeing. Yeah, you right. got to do what you got to do for Boeing. Project. I mean, it's 500 jobs. Maybe it was a little light on the details, so if, they, if the council needs more information, I'm hoping Boeing will provide it and this moves forward. Find us something we can disagree about, Andy. <laughs> How about this? Missouri Republicans are accused of again using stall tactics to sabotage a push to let voters decide whether abortion should be legal in the state. An immediate ban on abortion went into effect with the U.S. Supreme Court's overturn of the Roe v. Wade decision last summer. The state Supreme Court ordered Republican Attorney General and abortion opponent Andrew Bailey to allow an initiative petition to move forward. That was just last week. And that could put the issue before voters on the November 2024 ballot. But look at the ballot language proposed by Republican Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft. It's his job to come up with ballot summaries. This one says, should Missouri allow dangerous, unregulated and unrestricted abortions from conception to live birth without requiring a medical license or potentially being subject to medical malpractice. Honest language here or sabotage, Jay? No, it's of course sabotage, and it's red meat for Republican primary voters because Jay Ashcroft's got a real fight on his hands with Mike Kehoe. I mean, that language is extreme, much like Jay Ashcroft's position on abortion. And ultimately, I do think um, the left is going to get a ballot initiative regarding abortion on the ballot in 2024, and it will have normal language because the courts are not going to let something like that stand. They're going to put normal language if they have to write it. And it's basically Democrats in Missouri's only hope at uh, ever winning back a seat is to get this on the ballot. Should that language be on the ballot? Well, good job, Andy. I disagree. <laughs> with our, with Found our one today. for you. Look, if this, is what, if this is what the proposed amendment does, if it allows abortion up until a live birth, if that's what it does, that's appropriate language. And look, here's the thing. You've got on the one extreme of abortion, there, the, there's going to be no abortions even in cases of rape and incest. That's not where the people are. This thing, if it's allow you to have an abortion up until the day before the kid is born, that's extreme. The people aren't going to allow that either. I hope there's some common sense here and we put something on the ballot that reflects where Missourians actually are on this issue. And that's not it. Up next on Hancock and Kelly and Coder, the United States Senate approves financial help for St. Louis victims of exposure to nuclear waste, plus more legal issues for Donald Trump and Hunter Biden. To hear more, listen to the podcast. Just search for Hancock and Kelly. After nearly 80 years, the United States Senate steps up for people here exposed to nuclear contamination 
since the rush to develop the atomic bomb during World War II. And the folks in North County and in the city of St. Louis, they work hard. Uh, their federal government didn't tell them uh, that this toxic waste was being dumped in their water and, you know, in the surrounding area, and they deserve to be compensated for that. Senator Schmidt there is from Bridgeton, which is at the center of all this. Much of the work for the Manhattan Project was done here and the waste dumped here. Nuclear runoff ended up in Coldwater Creek and elsewhere. Residents in those areas trace rare illnesses and cancers to exposure to the nuclear contamination. The Senate voted to add 20 area zip codes to a federal program that compensates the victims of exposure to nuclear waste. Jack, the House still has to approve this. It barely passed the Senate. Most Republicans voted against it, save the two from Missouri in the Senate. Yeah, I never thought I'd be saying nice things about Josh Hawley, but um, good job on this one. I mean, I'm glad to see this getting done for the folks in North County who've been so impacted by, by nuclear waste. And I'd like to know the rationale for those 37 or so uh, senators that voted against this. This seems like a no-brainer to me. I mean, we're not talking about that. I mean, we're talking about thousands of people, but in terms of the actual budgetary costs, it's pretty limited, and it's going to go a long way towards helping these families. If this was for another state, don't you think Missouri Republican senators would vote no? I don't like know. The rest of the Republicans? I don't know. But I do know that Josh Hawley got this done. He got it through. He got 61 or two votes, I think. Right. Uh, so kudos to him. We lost a lot in Roy Blunt when he retired. It's good to see a Missouri senator getting stuff done for the state. President Biden's son Hunter had a sweet plea deal, but the judge said no. Biden was going to plead guilty to misdemeanor tax and weapons charges. He earned millions from foreign business deals, but reportedly owed about $2 million in unpaid taxes, interest, and penalties. An attorney paid it for him in 2020. The judge questioned attorneys about the extent of Biden's immunity from further potential federal charges in the future. The judge deferred approval of the plea deal, giving attorneys 30 days to resolve their issues. Jack, attorney Jack Coder. What's going on here? Are they hiding something? I don't think there's anything to hide. I think this is basically legal malpractice on the part of the federal prosecutors and Hunter Biden's attorneys. The fact that they went into a federal courtroom and didn't know the extent of the immunity, they weren't on the same page as to what this deal really means. Now, I think Hunter Biden's going to get a plea deal, and I think he's going to get ultimately a slap on the wrist. Um, but these guys have to have their stories straight. You cannot go into court asking a federal judge to approve a deal when the two parties don't agree what the deal is. I mean, they've, they've got to limit that immunity. I don't know how you can give him a blanket immunity um, against future prosecutions, like basically in perpetuity. So there's going to have to be some limiting on that. Ultimately, I think Hunter Biden's going to take that deal. Does he get off with a slap of the wrist? I don't know. Or you think something else is going on? This here? thing smells like hockey equipment in the garage, man. <laughs> I mean, it's bad. Uh, it, it took five years to get two tax charges on the guy that didn't report income? No, that's not right. He, he, he files an affidavit saying he's not on drugs, so he buys a gun. Guess who sponsored that bill? Joe Biden sponsored that bill. Uh, this thing, there's stuff going on here. There's an ongoing investigation. Nobody's explained all of this foreign money. He certainly never filed uh, a document that says he's representing a foreign entity. That's what Paul Manafort went to prison for. This thing smells bad. You've got a U.S. attorney appointed by Donald Trump, who's the lead investigator and, and prosecutor on this case. If there was something there, I assume they'd be putting him in a jail cell. Something's going on. Well, former President Donald Trump faces more new federal charges again. The special counsel has now filed a superseding indictment in the classified documents case. Prosecutors say Mr. Trump ordered aides to destroy security footage at Mar-a-Lago, which presumably shows the people moving 
and perhaps trying to hide the documents. He's also been charged with another count of willful retention of national defense information. Another indictment stemming from his alleged role in the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol is expected soon. Jack, are we getting to the point where there's no possible way he can wiggle out of all of this and become president again? Well, this is problematic for Donald Trump once again. I mean, this is a classic example of the cover-ups worse than the crime. Right? If he had given the documents back, he wouldn't be in this predicament right now. He didn't. And if his argument, Donald Trump's argument, is going to be, I have the ability to declassify things you know, on my way out the door or even after I'm no longer president, well, then why is he asking people to destroy evidence and destroy video footage? It goes to his intent. It goes to his guilty conscience. And I think this is a real problem for Mr. Trump. And now he's going to probably have more indictments coming out of New Jersey and from the special counsel in D.C. relating to January 6th. It's really a lot piling up on his plate. And if he doesn't win the presidency, I think he's in big trouble. When is it too much? Well, it's not too much, I don't think, in terms of the Republican primary electorate. If you follow the polls, the guy's got a you know, double-digit lead. He's going to likely be the Republican nominee. I don't see how Donald Trump can possibly win a general election with all the stuff going on out there. The, the margins are so thin in this country, in the states, in the Electoral College. He's probably toast politically, ultimately, and that's bad news for him legally. Still to come on Hancock and Kelly, aging Senator Mitch McConnell freezes in front of news cameras, troubling to see. And UFO talk in Congress. Are we alone? It's our quote of the week. New concerns about aging elected officials after troubling episodes for a couple of U.S. Senators. 81-year-old Kentucky Republican Mitch McConnell froze for an extended period of time in front of news cameras, about 20 to 30 seconds, just like that. That was Wednesday. The next day, 90-year-old California Democrat Dianne Feinstein was confused when a vote was called. She tried to give a little speech, and aides reported repeatedly had to tell her to cast her vote and not give a speech. Add those to 80-year-old President Biden's repeated slips. What's your level of concern here, John? Well, you hate to see it. I mean, uh, the Mitch McConnell thing was particularly jarring, but it would take two-thirds votes in the House and Senate to put an age limit on membership. That's never going to happen. <laughs> so the solution to this is the electorate. The electorate needs to make, perhaps, wiser choices. What do you do if you're already elected to a six-year term? And right. It's pretty obvious you're not, you're not there. fully there. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough one. I mean, I, I look at this, the median age in the country is like 38. The median age in the House of Representatives is 58. And in the Senate, it's like 65. And, and folks are not going to give up power willingly. So maybe there does need to be a discussion about, you know, having an age limit on the top end. We have it on the bottom end. You've got to be 25 to serve in the House, 30 in the Senate, and 35 to be president. Maybe we do put some age uh, limits in there. The question becomes, neither party really wants to talk about this because it's a problem for both the Democrats and the Republicans. And our front runners for president in both parties are 80 or pushing 80. A House Oversight Subcommittee hearing on UFOs or UAPs, I'm still going with the UFOs, old school, brought to light claims of alien remains being found in the wreckage of spacecraft in the United States. This came under oath from a former military intelligence officer with the Air Force and then the NGA. He says he has interviewed officials with direct knowledge of aircraft that were not made by man. Our quote of the week is from the hearing. Republican Congresswoman Nancy Mace of South Carolina asked... Do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? The former intelligence officer, David Grush, answered, Biologics, 
came with some of these aircraft recoveries, non-human biologics. Are we alone, Jack Coder? <laughs> this one, I can tell you I wouldn't have watched this hearing but for it being on the topics today. It's, it shocks me if they really want to get to the bottom of this, call in the people who work in these facilities. Don't have this guy secondhand telling us about aliens. John. I don't know, but if there's aliens running around, maybe they can be used to pick up the trash in the city of St. Louis. <laughs> there you Louis. go. Uh, you know, look, if these, if these things existed, we'd all know about it. Uh, you know, it's not, the government's not going to be able to hide an alien being. And the, the heat map of these sightings, they're all in the U.S. and Western Europe. You know, for whatever reason, the aliens aren't going to Asia or Africa or, or South America. Weird. If they're here, we're going to be picking up their trash. I yeah, have a feeling, not the other way around. Final thoughts are next. First, a stunning view from Bomberito.com drone fox rising over the usual bridge toward the Gateway Arch. Final thoughts. Jack, you're up. I enjoyed my time here. I hope I did all right filling in for Mr. Kelly. I hope he's somewhere warm and wearing his sunscreen. <laughs> You did a great job. Thanks for coming in. Yep, great job, Jack. And, uh, you know, Michael Kelly, remember that song, Vacation, by the Go-Go's? Yes. That's Michael Kelly's theme song. <laughs> Vacation's all he's ever wanted. Yeah. It's all he ever does. That's his job, right? <laughs> Thanks for watching Hancock and Kelly. Remember, you can download the show or segments. Just search the words Hancock and Kelly. If it's Sunday in St. Louis, it's Hancock and Kelly on Fox 2, and we'll see you next week.